You're listening to the Kirk and Tillich Herald, a Cune Review recording service podcast, brought to you by our team of volunteers currently recording from their homes across Scotland. Whether you're listening via the BWBF online players, the telephone app, or our brand new Alexa skill, please phone us on 0141 772 3976 to feedback on what you want us to provide and improve upon. Please also join your family and friends in being our audio ambassadors and share our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram all at QNReview. That's at symbol C-U-E-A-N-D-R-E-V-I-E-W. The Kirk and Herald, Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. Amy Callahan, MP. Westminster needs to adapt to become more accessible. Despite doctor's orders, last week I returned to Westminster to represent the people of Eastern Bartonshire. I raised the case of a constituent in the way an MP should, highlighting just how woefully inadequate universal credit is and the desperate need for the system to be reviewed. Naturally, this fell on deaf ears, but the point was made. The question was asked, and a follow-up letter has been sent to the Secretary of State. Westminster is broken. The crumbling building is the perfect metaphor for the inner workings of the UK Parliament itself. Meeting rooms, offices, and the halls that join them wear the scars of 150 years of decay. It is a building that does not change, like the processes and traditions that go on inside it. Take the resistance to virtual participation and proxy voting. Sensible measures that would allow MPs with disabilities and health conditions to participate without being on the parliamentary estate. For too long I've campaigned for change from the sidelines. So I went there to demand that the place, more resistant to change than any other institution, adapt so that I can be the MP I pledged to be back in 2019. When you put your trust in me... Health conditions and disabilities should not be a barrier to representation, not when the technology exists to allow for remote and proxy voting. Proxy voting isn't about making life easier for me, it's about making Parliament more accessible for everyone. I will continue to work hard throughout Eastern Bartonshire, meeting with the community groups and organisations, and I will be in Westminster when I can represent you. After all, we have a Prime Minister on borrowed time presiding over a cost-of-living crisis, all the while trying to cover up his boozy lockdown parties. We could do so much better than this. I'm not broken. Westminster is. Amy Callaghan has been the Scottish National Party MP for Eastern Bartonshire since December 2019. You can contact her by writing to House of Commons, London, SW1A, O A A Telephoning O two zero seven two one nine three zero 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 or by emailing amy.callahan.mp at parliament.uk. You can also message her via her Facebook page Facebook.com forward slash Amy Callahan SNP. That's from the Kirky Herald on Wednesday, february twenty third, twenty twenty two. An Appetite for Change, an article by Liz Gallagher, reporter. You can contact Liz at L-I-Z-G-A-L-L-C-H-E-R 
at jpimedia.co.uk. Underneath the headline, there is a picture showing Ruben Chesters, Managing Director of Locovar Fair Trade Store at Kirkintilloch. And the picture is him with um, a, a round object with uh, lots of fresh fruit in it. And the piled around him is also boxes of fresh fruit. A range of events are being held in Kirkintilloch and surrounding areas to celebrate Fair Trade Fortnight, part of the campaign for climate justice. Fair Trade Fortnight runs from February 21st to the 6th of March, with a view to ensuring farmers overseas can benefit from fairer prices and the resources needed to tackle ecological issues. The pandemic has greatly affected the activities of local fair trade groups over the past two years, but they are now back in action. Events have been organised locally to raise awareness and encourage an appetite for change. On Saturday, February 26, Lindsay and Kirkintilloch Fair Trade Groups will be held, will be at the new Locovar store in Cowgate, Kirkintilloch, helping to promote their fair trade produce and handing out fair trade fair food recipe cards free to customers. The recipe cards have been designed to help the average cook use fair trade products for the food we eat every day, tried and tested by local fair trade people. That Sunday, there will also be fair trade stalls at both Lindsay Old and Lindsay Union Parish churches. The following weekend kicks off with a Lindsay fair trade stall in the Old Gate House, Lindsay, from 11am to 3pm on Saturday, March 5th. Following a successful Christmas market debut, where fair trade products proved popular. On Sunday, March 6th, St Mary's Parish Church in Kirkintilloch will be hosting a Kilo Biro rice challenge in the hope of selling 90 kilograms, the amount a farmer in Malawi needs to sell to send one child to secondary school for a year. Organisers say not only is Kilombero Rice Delicious, it was also voted the most ethically produced rice by Ethical Consumer magazine. Councillor Vaughan Moody, joint leader of Eastern Berkshire Council, said he hoped the local events will be well supported. He added, I would, be, I would encourage as many people as possible to support Fair Trade Fortnight, which aims to raise awareness of how we can all play a part in supporting farmers in developing countries to benefit from fairer prices and cope with climate change. Check out the Eastern Berkshire Fair Trade Group Facebook page for details and updates at www.facebook.com forward slash EAST DUNBARTON SHIRE hyphen FAIRTRADE. So that's Eastern Berkshire Fair Trade. That was an article by Liz Gallagher. Appeal to help vulnerable adults. An average of 18 adult support and protection referrals were made every week over the past six months in Eastern Bartonshire. Now Eastern Bartonshire Health and Social Care Partnership, the HSCP, are asking residents to keep an eye out for things that don't look right. The plea comes after National Adult Support and Protection Day on November on February 20th. In general, physical harm and financial harm are the most common forms of harm perpetrated against adults at risk. But adult protection includes everything from sexual harm to psychological harm, self-harm to neglect or self-neglect, when people struggle to take care of themselves. 
Caroline Sinclair, Eastern Bartonshire Health and Social Care Partnership Interim Chief Officer, said National Adult Support and Protection Day was an opportunity to shine a light on the issues of neglect and harm that can occur when vulnerable people are exploited. But I want to remind people that we are here every day around the clock to respond to any concerns that people may have. It is everyone's job to speak up for someone they feel is being treated in this way. A local spokesperson added during the pandemic, social workers have been going above and beyond to make sure that reports of concern about adults who are vulnerable have been followed up. If you are concerned about a vulnerable adult, please contact Social Work on 0141 355 2200 or Police Scotland on 101. The Kirk and Tulk Herald on Wednesday the 23rd of February 2022. Focus on well-being. Murdoch Country Park is hosting a well-being week which runs until Sunday February 27th. There are a range of activities to choose from priced at £4 each and you can book online. From yoga to pilates to mindfulness and even forest bathing, there's something for everyone. With spring not too far away, the Countryside Ranger Service is also looking forward to getting its programme of activities up and running for young people. Outdoor learning is all about discovery, experimentation, learning about and connecting to the natural world and engaging in environmental and adventure activities. The Ranger Service works with all levels of education, from nursery to university level, as well as carrying out a full rest schools programme. Visit www.murdoch-country-park.org.uk That is from the Kirk and Tilk Herald on Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. Boys Brigade members achieve Queen's Badge, an article by Liz Gallagher. Two members of the Boys Brigade in Bishop Briggs received the movement's highest honour recently. Local MSP Rona Mackay was delighted to present the Queen's Badge to Glenn Crawford and Ewing Gregg of the 212th Glasgow Boys Brigade Company. Glenn and Ewing are pictured receiving their award from Miss Mackay, the SNP MSP for Strathkelvin and Bearsden, who's on the far right of the picture, along with Captain Linda Ritchie. Other youngsters in the local Boys Brigade group were presented with their Duke of Edinburgh Bronze and Silver Awards. Attached to Cadder Parish Church, the 212th Glasgow has been active since 1970 and is a member of the Springburn District of Glasgow Battalion, the first and oldest battalion of the Boys Brigade. Miss Mackay said it was a real pleasure to present the boys with their awards. All the members have done amazingly well in their achievements, particularly with all the difficulties the pandemic presented. Real credit must go to Captain Linda Richard, Ritchie and Officer Gregor Steele for their unwavering commitment to keep the group going during the most difficult times over the last two years. They are now planning to implement a full range of enhanced activities for boys aged between 5 and 18 years old and are confident the group will grow from strength to strength as they get back to normal post-pandemic. Five other boys in the company are also now working towards their Queen's Badge and in conjunction with the BB Group's partner Girls Brigade Company, the 92nd, a group of seven boys and girls are commencing work towards their Silver Duke of Edinburgh Award. The Boys Brigade movement provides access to the Duke of Edinburgh Award scheme for members aged 14 and above across all levels, bronze, silver and gold, through a number of qualified expedition structures and 
supervisors, who are also main to participants through the award requirements. The Bishopriggs Company owns a Ford Transit 17-seater minibus, driver plus 16 passengers, which they use to help deliver and expand their programme of activities. These include camps, trips, football and rugby matches, and golf outings. And on a personal note, I just want to congratulate my wee cousin, Ewing, for getting his Queen's badge. Yay, well done, son. And the picture is, of course, of our MSP Rona Mackay presenting the Queen's badge to Glenn Crawford and Ewing Gregg with Captain Linda Ritchie. And the picture shows Linda on the left, Glenn, followed by Ewing and uh, Rona Mackay on the right of the picture. The Kirk and Tillock Herald on Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. Young Ambassadors' search kicks off. Royal Bank Rugby Force has opened to funding applications for 2022. In partnership with Scottish Rugby, the Royal Bank is encouraging ambitious 18-35 to year olds to become Young Ambassadors. Their role will be to tackle the tough issues facing amateur clubs and their local communities to support the future of Scottish rugby. A squad of 15 will take on community positions at their clubs. Each winning candidate will also receive specialist training and mentoring from club management, including seminars led by former Scotland's internationals Jim Hamilton and Rory Lawson. Each of the ambassadors will also receive a £500 grant to deliver a project of their choosing. Winners will be selected from all five Scottish rugby regions. To find out more, visit www.scottishrugby.org forward slash clubs hyphen and hyphen schools forward slash support hyphen for hyphen clubs forward slash rugby force. That is from the Kirk and Tillock Herald on Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. Election Appeal Interested in standing for election to Eastern Berkshire Council to serve your area? This year's Scottish local government elections take place on Thursday, May the 5th. Pre-nomination briefings will be held online with an afternoon and evening option available to ensure as many prospective candidates as possible can attend. They will be held on Tuesday, March 1st at 6pm and Wednesday, March 2nd at 3pm. Each session will provide details of the process and arrangements for the nomination of candidates. There will also be details of the likely commitments facing all successful candidates in the weeks following the election, including an intensive training and induction programme. Email election team at eastonbarton.gov.uk indicating the session you would like to be invited to. That email is e-l-e-c-t-i-o-n-t-e-a-m at e-a-s-t-d-u-n-b-a-r-t-o-n dot g-o-v dot u-k. The Kirk and Tulloch Herald on Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. GP Old service of care may not return. An article written by Liz Gallagher. A Kirky GP said this week that doctors cannot promise a return to the old model of care at surgeries before the pandemic. Dr Paul Trion, based at Kirkintilloch Health and Care Centre with more than 11 years experience as a GP, was also keen to point out that more than 8,500 appointments are now taking place across Eastern Barnshire's 16 GP practices every week. 
He said one in three of those appointments is face-to-face, with the remaining two-thirds telephone and video consultations. For an average-sized practice, this is around 100 appointments a day. On top of that, our practice staff respond to several hundred calls from patients each day, with around 10% of the entire population of the Eastern Bartonshire area in contact with their GP surgery on any given week. Dr Trion continued, GPs know how hard it has been for patients throughout this pandemic. People are worried and anxious about their care. While we cannot promise a return to the old model of care, we can provide assurance to anyone that needs a face-to-face appointment with NHS GGC will receive one. The new systems have been implemented for that very reason and to allow other patients to continue to be seen via telephone or virtual appointments meaning we can look after patients more effectively and safely. Prioritising patients based on clinical need is not a new practice, but the pandemic has shone a light on it. There's no blanket approach, and we assess the needs of the patients individually. A phone or video call is often an efficient way to identify if something is urgent. We also know remote consultations suit many patients as they do not have to travel to the practice. Regarding a drop in Omicron cases and a loosening of current rules, Dr Trion added, Many people are asking the question that as cases of Omicron appear to be abating, why can't we go back to seeing everyone in person? Despite the drop in community prevalence of Omicron, the threat of COVID remains particularly as patients who require GP care are generally unwell and vulnerable. We would be putting patient safety at risk by unnecessarily seeing people whose healthcare needs could be dealt with remotely. That is from the Kirk and Tillich Herald on Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. Fab 5 from Favourites, an article by Liz Gallagher. There's a picture of five uh, female pupils. The Bishopriggs Academy team are hoping for success is the growing future assets investment competition. That's the uh, caption. A team of five schoolgirls from Bishopriggs Academy have made it to the last stage of a prestigious all-female contest to to crown the country's most promising young business brains. The girls are through to the finals, 13 to 16 age group, of the future... of the growing future assets investment competition taking place in March. The contest nurtures the next generation of female investment experts. This year, the competition is tougher than ever, with entries up by a record-breaking 300%. Bishopriggs Academy pupils will compete against teams in the junior age group from Craigmount High School, Edinburgh, Dean's Community High School, Livingston, West Lothian, and Larbert High School, Falkirk. Financial educator Future Assets believe being female should never be a barrier to progressing in a chosen career, and the contest introduces senior school girls to potential careers in investment management. During the competition, youngsters must prove their ability to spot the big investment opportunity by researching, analysing and pitching a company they think will be a great long-term prospect. They have been supported by teachers who have gone above and beyond in providing extracurricular activities. Business education teacher at Bishopriggs Academy, Alan Young, said the growing future assets investment competition has been invaluable. It has helped clear up many myths and misunderstandings of the stock market. 
I believe it is important to have a mixed representation in any working environment, and this endeavour has really developed the pupils' understanding of how investment works and the importance the financial sector plays in everyday life. Helen Bradley, Future Asset Programme Manager, said, The response to this year's competition from the youngsters has just been astounding, matched by a fantastic level of commitment from teachers and mentors. And the calibre of entries has been so impressive. The judges are going to have a challenging job on their hands. As we said, that article was by Liz Gallagher. Hopes for New School, an article by Liz Gallagher. And the picture shows councillors Thornton and Paulson outside Lindsay Academy. Ambitious plans to replace Lindsay Academy with a brand new £80 million school will be discussed this week. Councillors are being asked to vote in principle to replace the existing school with a new build, subject to securing external funding to support the project. The present academy was built in 1960 and serves pupils from Lindsay, Ochenloch and southern parts of Kirkintullough. However, concerns have been voiced in recent years over the condition of the building. The proposal will be included in the final budget plan being put forward by Eastern Bartonshire Council's Conservative Lib Dem Joint Administration, which will go before all councillors on Thursday, February 24th. It recommends the in-principle allocation of £80 million in the programme to fund a new Lindsay Academy and community facilities, subject to securing of external funding to support the project. The allocation of £3 million in year one of the programme to facilitate the early stage work and instructs officers to progress the project to the point where the outcome of the funding application is determined. Joint Council Leader Andrew Paulson said he hoped the new school and associated community facilities could be completed by 2025. He added, I am delighted we are able to approve this commitment for this development, which I hope the whole council will support. Lens Academy is a major part in our ongoing desire to invest fully in our education asset estates. Parents have been rightly concerned with issues surrounding the existing building, and I am sure that staff, parents and pupils will very much welcome this exciting news. Councillor for Lindsay and Kirkendall South Ward, Sandra Thornton, Conservative, said, Lindsay Academy has always been high on my list of priorities, and I hope to play a major part in securing the necessary external funding, and I'm sure all parents, residents and children will be keen to join with me and support this exciting project. We hope many of Lenz's pupils and those still to come can look forward to learning in a state-of-the-art building. House prices rise again in area. House prices increased again in eastern Bartonshire in December, new figures show. The boost contributes to the longer-term trend, which has seen property prices in the area achieve a staggering 14% annual growth. The average Eastern Bartonshire house price in December was £255,010, land registry figures show, a 1.4% increase on November. Over the month, Eastern Bartonshire fared better than the rest of Scotland, where prices overall decreased 1.8% and the area outperformed the 0.08% rise for the UK as a whole. Over the past year, the average sale price of property in Eastern Bartonshire rose by £31,000, putting the area 11th among Scotland's 32 local authorities for annual growth. Owners of detached houses saw the biggest improvement in property prices in Eastern Bartonshire in December.
They increased 1.8% to 462,119 pounds on average. Semi-detached homes rose by 1.4% monthly, up by 13.6% annually. The average terrace property was £265,172, up 1.5% monthly or 13.5% annually. Flats rose by 0.7% monthly, up 10.1% annually to an average of £136,216. First-time buyers locally spent an average of £188,000 on their property, £22,000 more than a year ago, and £35,000 more than in December 2016. The most expensive properties in Scotland were in Edinburgh, costing £312,000 on average. From the Kirkintilla Herald, Wednesday the 23rd of February 2022. From the opinion section... Let's talk, including our letters page. Let's have a government which has respect for OEPs. Sir, as a pensioner myself, I can sympathise with the last week's correspondent who just knew that Scotland couldn't afford to pay its way and that independence would inevitably lead to ruin. Change is worrying and it's natural to want everything to stay the same as it always has been. But hang on. We just had a huge change of Brexit imposed on us in the middle of the pandemic, our NHS is threatened with further privatisation, and the triple lock in an already meagre state pension has been abandoned, while our Westminster rulers party and laugh at us. An independent Scotland would benefit from its own abundant renewable energy, instead of having it drained off to the southeast of England, like the oil wealth was. And it would have the tax income from its own healthy and diverse economy, instead of most of it going to a treasury, which insultantly gives back a little pocket money. And we could vote for a government which respects pensioners. Change for the worst is ahead of us, unless we lose our timidity and find our own way. Yours, etc. Derek Ball, by email. No need to be importing all this oil, coal and gas. Recent numerous Conservative MPs and peers called on the government to end UK's moratorium on fracking. However, Government Minister Zach Goldsmith refused, saying between just 1 and 3% of UK gas comes from Russia. Why are you paying this man over £100,000 a year if he does not realise how much oil, gas, coal and electricity we are forced to import? Every year the UK imports 3.5 million tonnes of coal, 46.9 million tonnes of oil, 17.7 terawatts of electricity, and 438 terawatts of gas. It makes no sense importing energy when there is enough oil and gas under the North Sea for at least 20 years and enough shale gas under her feet for the last for 47 years. Politicians must ignore the green Luddites and ensure that the UK has energy security and is not dependent on foreign nations. Yours etc. Clark Cross, address supplied. RN contracts will dry up if we sail our own way. Sir, it appears that a number of senior SNP figures are currently engaged in trying to reassure key defence contractors based in Scotland, mainly on the Clyde and on the Forth, that they will continue to get defence contractual work even if Scotland achieves the SNP ultimate aim 
of obtaining independence from the UK. A rather tall order on their part, I would suggest. Because if Scotland should cease at some future date to be part of the UK, then the powers that can be at Hollywood can be reassured that the Royal Navy will no longer place contracts with shipbuilding yards based in Scotland. Of course, it could be that the government of a future independent Scotland would wish to set up its own defence systems. One can understand why companies such as Babcock, BAE Systems and Thales might be apprehensive about that possibility, especially in relation to the size of any future Scotland's defence budget. The facts speak for themselves. There are over 30 million taxpayers in England and Wales, but only 2.5 million in Scotland. Yours etc. Robert I.G. Scott by email. Nominations sought for child awards. Sir, as a long-time ambassador for Wellchild, the national charity for serious ill children, I appeal to your readers to get in nominations quickly for this year's Wellchild Awards. The deadline has been extended until February the 27th, so please don't delay if you know a brave and special young person in your area. All the awards we will be paying a public tribute to some of the UK's very special children, young people and caring professionals. We are looking for inspirational children and young people who have defied the odds in the face of serious illness and the selfless nurses, doctors, brothers, sisters and friends who help care for them. Get the details of how to nominate them now on Wellchild's website www.wellchild.org.uk forward slash awards. The winners will be invited along with their nominators to attend the Wellchild Awards Ceremony which will take place later in the year. Yours etc. Gabby Roslin, Wellchild Ambassador. And that was today's Let's Talk section in the Kirkintilloch Herald. Margaret is 102 years young. Sprightly 102-year-old Margaret Young is pictured with Ryan Jilks from Cadder Church Coffee Shop and Councillor Pews. A grand old Bishop Riggs lady has celebrated her 102nd birthday. Born on St Valentine's Day in 1920, Margaret Young marked her big day with friends from Cadder Church over lunch at the church's coffee shop. Provost and local councillor Gary Pews joined the celebrations and said he is amazed at Margaret's zest for life. Margaret remains as sharp as a tack and still lives independently. Even at 100, she was still carrying out her duties as an elder at Cadder Church. She's also well supported by her friends at the Church's Guild and by her bowling club in Kirkintilloch, and recently attended the club's annual dance just two days before turning 102. More teens take vaccine. An article by Federica Bendendo, data reporter. You can email her at mbherald at jnscotland.co.uk More than 1,500 more teenagers in eastern Bartonshire have received two doses of the coronavirus vaccine over the past month, figures show. Figures from the UK coronavirus dashboard show 1,579 people aged 16 and 17 in eastern Bartonshire had received two jabs by February 10th. 66% of the age group a further 2,455 12- to 15-year-olds had received two doses of a COVID vaccine by that date, 49% of their age group. It means 4,034 under-18s in Eastern Bartonshire are double-jabbed. 
This amounts to 54% of 12 to 17 year olds based on mid-2020 population estimates from the Office for National Statistics. This is up 1,508 on the number vaccinated a month earlier. They are amongst 6,042, 81% who had received a first dose by February the 10th. The Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunisation recommended that 16 to 17 year olds receive a second dose of the COVID jab in November, extending the advice to those aged 12 to 15 just before Christmas. The NHS said while many youngsters have already come forward for their vaccinations, infection rates amongst school-aged children remain high. Dr Nikki Kanani, GP and Deputy Lead of the NHS Vaccination Programme, said this half-term offers the perfect opportunity to get your child protected by booking an appointment online or using one of the hundreds of walk-in sites across the country. My 13-year-old son has now had two vaccinations and it has definitely given us both the extra dose of reassurance. Across Scotland, 69% of 12 to 15-year-olds have at least one dose of the COVID jab, including 39% who have received two. The rates for 16 and 17-year-olds stood at 83% for first dose and 57% for second jabs by February 10th. Over 16s and clinically at-risk 12 to 15-year-olds, or those who live with someone who is in immunosuppressed are also now eligible for a booster JAG. Parents and guardians are asked to attend vaccination sites with their children. Young people who have had COVID must wait at least 12 weeks until they can be vaccinated in line with all JCVI guidance. As we said that article was by Federica Bendendo. From the Kirkenthalic Herald, Wednesday the 23rd of February 2022 from the district's news section Society of Antiquaries. Our next event will be a joint meeting with the Kirkenthal Soroptimus and will be an appreciation of Beatrice Clugson. It will be held in the Park Centre on Thursday, March 3rd, 7.30pm. Booking is required for this event. To register, please send an email to kdsantiquaries at gmail.com giving your contact details and number of seats required. We are looking forward to what will be our first live event for two years. New companies. Latest figures show that the number of businesses in Scotland reached a record high during 2021, despite the continuing economic challenges resulting from the pandemic. The total number of registered companies in Scotland rose to 272,770. During the year, 33,988 new businesses were registered in the country. The statistics come from the Informed Director Review of Company Formations using data from the Company's House and the Office for National Statistics. John Kolchak, Operations Director for Informed Direct, said It is excellent news to see so many new businesses being started in Scotland, a trend which has propelled the country to a new record number of resident companies. Kirkintilla Players The Kirkintilla Players are delighted to announce that our youth summer show is back. This year it's going to be Sister Act Junior, a musical filled with catchy songs and a wide variety of fantastic parts. If you are between primary 6 to 6th year, or the equivalent age, and you're interested in theatre, then we'd love to see you at the Turret Theatre for our auditions. The Kirky players are nearly 100 years old, so what better time to get involved? You'll meet new friends, learn new skills, 
and have a fantastic time. For more info, please see our Facebook page where you'll find video and or email kpyouthconvener at gmail.com for more info. Live Theatre is back and we'd love you to be part of it. Cooking to the Players is an amateur drama company and a Scottish charity, SCOO2574, regulated by the Scottish Charity Regulator, OSCR, www.kirkintillaplayers.co.uk Noah needs a home. Animal welfare experts are appealing for a home for Noah, a two-year-old lurcher currently staying at Dogs Trust in West Calder. Noah is a handsome lad who stands out from the crowd with his fluffy blonde long hair coat. He's a friendly boy who enjoys who adores his human friends. He enjoys a gentle scratch and can't resist a cheesy treat. As a young lurcher, he's full of energy and would enjoy a large garden in which he can chase toys and run around freely. Noah is always excited to go on walks. He feels uncomfortable around other dogs and prefers to explore quiet areas. If you think you can give Noah a home or any of the 50 dogs currently available, call West Calder Rehoming Centre on 01506 873459. Allow cats in rented homes. Cats Protection is urging the Scottish Government to do more to ensure people who rent their own homes can benefit from owning a pet cat. The charity says that the widespread use of blanket no-pets policies is unfair and outdated and that an overhaul of how how pets are viewed in the rented sector is urgently needed. Cats Protection Advocacy and Government Relations Officer for Scotland, Alice Palombo, said The pandemic has really highlighted just how important pets are in our lives. Whether it's providing companionship to people living alone, comfort for those with ongoing health conditions, or simply a fun and much-loved part of family life. Holyrood Voice by Ross Greer, MSP Easier travel in the future. Our transport system has been going in the wrong direction for decades, but things are about to change. Underinvestment, cutbacks and privatisation of public transport combined with an obsession with building new trunk roads and or motorways rather than maintaining existing roads, has left Scotland far behind most of our European neighbours. However, recent events give cause for optimism. Identifying 45 large-scale projects as priorities for the next 20 years, the Scottish Government has just published its long-term transport strategy. Many of these are national schemes that will benefit us all, like active travel, walking, wheeling and cycling, routes connecting towns and villages, or encouraging safer road use. The most ambitious, though, is the Clyde Metro project here in Greater Glasgow. This will create a rail network linking towns and villages within 50 kilometres of the city centre, including Kirkintilla, Bishopbriggs and the villages, with the city and each other. The emphasis will be on reaching more deprived communities and locations with poor public transport links. The Clyde Metro will open up a new travel options for local residents, improve the frequency and reliability of rail services, and help reduce the number of cars on the road by giving people attractive alternatives. This will improve local air quality and make our roads safer, and it will create thousands of quality jobs. What about the detail? We're at an early stage, but the consultation document does include the likely routes the new rail lines will take. A new light rail link running to the west of the existing rail line 
link Bishop Briggs with the centre of Glasgow. And a new heavy metro line will link the city centre in East End with Kirk and Tillich, likely running as far as Hillhead. I know that many readers will be sceptical about how much of this will actually happen. A number of the schemes on the map have been on the cards for far too long without getting off the ground. But with the Scottish Greens now in government, there's a new recognition of the need for a public transport revolution for the benefit of people and the planet. Make sure to respond to Transport Scotland's Strategic Transport Projects Review 2 consultation. And that was this week's district news from the Kirkintilla Herald, dated Wednesday the 23rd of February 2022. Schoolboy hit by car. A schoolboy has been injured after a road accident outside the primary school at Bishop Briggs. The accident happened around 3pm on Friday, February the 11th, at St Helens Primary at West Clarence Road. The youngster was understood to have suffered an injury to his ankle after he was hit by a car. Police said the youngster was taken to hospital and later released. Officers said no charges have been brought in connection with the incident. Meanwhile, local community police officers have been visiting schools to speak to children on a wide range of issues. These have included the importance of staying safe on the internet and social media. Thomas Muir Primary School thanked police on Twitter, posting, We learnt and were challenged a lot. From the Kirk and Tillich Herald, Wednesday the 23rd of February 2022, from the District News section, Church Notices Torrens Parish Church The Sunday morning service, in person, is at 10.30am, conducted by our new minister, Reverend Stuart Irwin, and during the service the youngsters meet together in Crash, Junior Church and FROG. Can you please take a lateral flow test before arriving? To join the service online, click torrensparishchurch.online.church or to listen by phone, call 0131 460 1196 United Kingdom Then when prompted, enter meeting ID 827 9548 7848 This will be charged at local rates and will be part of any inclusive phone plan. The cafe is open on Wednesday at 9am to noon for teas and coffee serving delicious home baking, why not pop in and taste for yourself? Find out about regular weekly activities. Check the website for what's on at www.tpc.org.uk Kirk and Tillis, Church of God The usual Sunday Good News service at Regent Hall, Regent Street, remains cancelled for the time being. We are still continuing our Zoom services on Sunday evenings at 6.30pm. The speaker this Sunday will be Lane Burgoyne from Kilmarnock. A warm invitation to everyone who is able to join us on Zoom. Access details for the stream can be obtained by emailing hello at regenthall.org. Come to Coffee Corner on Wednesday from noon till 2pm for home baking and coffee. Covid safe measures are in place. For up to date and further information, visit our website on www.recenthall.org The Bible says Seek the Lord where he may be found Call on him while he is near Isaiah 55 verse 6 St Columbus Church Do join us for our Sunday morning service at 10.30am each week 
where we consider to study the Gospel of Luke together. We also have a children and young people's ministry running alongside this service on a Sunday morning and visitors' children are always welcome. You're also most welcome to our midweek service at 10am on Wednesday as we look together at the Book of Acts. We'd be really glad to meet you and join you for either tea or coffee or juice after either of these services if you're able to stay for that. If you can't come to a service in person, you can still connect with us by live stream via our website www.kirkintelloxstcolumbus.org.uk or by searching for St Columbus Kirkintelloch on YouTube. We also have a full programme of events during the week including Little Fishies, our community carer and toddler group and the 1st Kirkintelloch Boys Brigade. Please see the church website for more details. Reverend Philip Wright, Minister, St Columbus Kirkintelloch Oldale Road, Kirkintilloch, G66-3HQ Email pwright at churchofscotland.org.uk Mobile number 07427-623-393 St David's Memorial Park Church At St David's Memorial Park Church, our morning service on Sunday, February 27th will be at our usual time of 10.30am and will be led by our Church of Scotland reader, John Nicholson. During our morning worship, school-aged children will have the opportunity to go through to our halls for their own time of fun and learning with JAM. All are welcome to attend our service. We would ask that you continue to wear a face mask during the service unless exempt from doing so. We look forward to welcoming you to the church. Our Tuesday lunchtime service has now resumed and will take place at March the 1st at noon. Again, COVID measures are in place and all are welcome to attend. Home Church O taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Psalm 34 verse 8 Home Church welcomes you to any of our Sunday services as follows. 9.30am Communion 10am Prayer Time 10.30am Fellowship Tea and coffee available. 11am Worship service in Children's Church followed by tea and coffee. The main service at 11am is online and in person. One church, home church, four locations, soon to be five. Kirkintilloch, North Coast, Northern Ireland, Stornoway and online. A church for all ages, various study groups for all ages are on Wednesdays in the church at 7.30pm. Also, Zoom meetings for those who live at a distance. Encounter Weekly starts on Friday the February the 25th and is open to all. See Facebook and Instagram for up-to-date information. St James Church Rector the Reverend Paul Watson 0141-230-4080 The church is now open for socially distancing services. Face Max Essential, this Thursday at 11am and on Sunday at 9am and at 10.30am. We will be having a Sunday school on Sunday February the 27th and the service at 10.30am that will follow the Celtic Communion Liturgy in a more informal format. Everyone of any age is especially welcomed at this family family service. The Meditation Labyrinth is still available in the car park for a mindful walk around. There are also virtual services in groups. 
For up to date and further information, refer to our social media Facebook, St James Alice Bishop Briggs, website www.stjamesbishopbriggs.org.uk Colston Wellpark Church A warm welcome to our morning service this Sunday at 11am, led by Reverend Leslie Grieve, followed by tea and coffee after the service. The Colston Art Club continues every Monday from 10am to 1pm and is open to all who enjoy art and good company. The food bank remains open every Monday and Friday from 2pm to 4pm and again a special thanks to those who continue to contribute to this worthwhile cause. All organisations and church groups are working hard to get back to normal activities as soon as possible. Catch your services on Facebook, Colston Wellpark Parish Church and if you require further information on our church activities etc contact Leslie Grieve on 07813 Came your parish church. George and Sheena Reed will lead their Sunday morning service this week starting at 11am. The service will be live streamed on YouTube and can be found by searching for Kemuir Bishop Briggs. Details of our groups that are now running may be found on the website kemuir-church.co.uk. To find us on Facebook, just search for Kemuir Parish Church. If you would like to join our WhatsApp group or receive Bible studies from ABC, then email us at kenmuir at icloud.com. Milton of Campsie Church. We're back in the building. Seating is one metre apart, so no need to book, but we still wear masks. Jigsaw, EPIC and Crossover will meet as usual. Next Sunday we'll be focusing on Jesus' Transfiguration. Send us a pic of yourself up a mountain, up a ladder or even upstairs. We'll also celebrate Fair Trade Fortnight, noon Zoom coffee, and chat is now at 12.30pm. Contact Julie for the link. And remember the phone number for a dial-in service which enables you to hear Sunday service. Just dial 01360 545 Time to praise back in the building, 7.15pm to 7.55pm on Wednesday. BB Anchor and Junior Sections meet on Friday at 6.15pm. Tickets for the Guild concert on Wednesday, March the 2nd at 7.30pm are now on sale, priced £6. The entertainment will be provided by the Kilsyth Harmony Group. The next Go Mad Extra is on Sunday, March the 13th from 1pm to 2.30pm. Publicity for this goes out on Sunday. And of course you can register online with Jort Form. Lindsay Union Parish Church Sunday worship will be heard by Reverend Dan Carmichael at 11am in the church. Young people are also welcome to Lighthouse and Bible class. A live stream of the service is available on YouTube via our website. Tea and coffee may be served in the hall after the Sunday service. Sunday chat meeting is at 12.30pm on Zoom. The Meeting Place Coffee Shop is open on Wednesdays at 10am to 11.30am in the new hall. Meet your friends and enjoy a chat over a cup of tea or coffee. Everyone... From the very young to the young at heart is welcome to join us where we have a good selection of greetings cards and second hand books for sale. The coffee pot is open on Fridays 10am to 11.30am in the new hall for teas, coffees and chat. Craft Cafe is on Tuesday March 1st at Dean House between 2pm and 4pm. Bring your own craft work 
or join in with a group project. Face covering is required unless exempt and test protect details collected. Lindsay Old Parish Church Sunday service is at 11am and will be available online and on the phone line later that in that afternoon. Please take a lateral flow test before attending the service. Thursday club meeting February 24th from 2pm to 4pm for tea, coffee, games and chat. Come and sing, the dementia friendly singing group meets in the hall on Tuesday March the 1st from 1.30pm to 3pm. Mary's Meals Appeal Mary's Meals has launched an appeal to provide more school meals for the hungry children in South Sudan, the country with the world's highest rate of children out of education. Learning across South Sudan has been drastically hindered by years of violence and upheaval, with survival often taking priority over children attending school. Internal displacement, deep poverty and hunger mean that life for families is a real struggle. Over 70%, 2.2 million, of primary school aged children are not in education, with girls more likely to miss school, and more than half the population have insufficient food intake. A third of children under five suffer from chronic malnutrition. Mary's Meals is already feeding around 70,000 hungry children every school day in South Sudan. Now the charity, founded in a shed in Argyle, is appealing for support to reach even more hungry children with a nutritious meal at school. Daniel Adams, Executive Director of Mary's Meals, said, Our nutritious meals are giving children in South Sudan the energy to learn, hope for a better future, and some respite from the immense difficulty of everyday life. Mary's Meals is one of very few organisations delivering to desperately needed food to the schools in this country. We are already feeding around 70,000 children every school day and we are determined to reach even more little ones with our life-changing meals. To do this, we need your support. In South Sudan, the charity works in partnership with local organisations, Diocese of Rumbeck, and Mary Help Association to serve maize and beans to pupils at 114 schools in the Warlap and Lake State regions where thousands of people have fled to seeking refuge. To donate, visit marysmeals.org.uk forward slash south hyphen sudan siphon appeal or call 0800 698 1212. And now it's today's church notices from the district news section of the Kukuntal Herald. Wednesday the 23rd of February 2022. Three charged over death. Three people have been arrested and charged in connection with the death of a 52-year-old man in the Springburn area. The body of Brian Maley was found within a flat in Young Terrace around 9.50am on Tuesday, February the 8th. Detective Chief Inspector Stuart Granger of Police Scotland's major investigation team said, Our thoughts remain with Brian's family at what continues to be a difficult time for them. I would also like to thank the local community for their patience, help and assistance during our investigation and to those who came forward with information. A 45-year-old female and a 33-year-old male were due to appear at Glasgow Sheriff Court last week. The third person, a 38-year-old man, was arrested and charged following a police operation in Falkirk last week. He was also due to appear at Glasgow Sheriff Court. A report will be submitted to the Procurator Fiscal. Wedding Fair at Local Hotel Local businesses are coming together 
to take part in a special wedding fair at a refurbished Kirkenthal Hotel this weekend. The event takes place on Sunday, February 27th from 1 to 5pm at the Broadcroft Hotel in the town. Live cooking will be part of the day, courtesy of the hotel's head chef, Pascal Eck, as well as a wedding singer and piper to add to the entertainment of the event. A spokesperson from the hotel said we have tried to focus on local talents, so we've invited businesses from Kirkendall, Lindsay and surrounding areas to showcase their offering. Local businesses confirmed range from Billington's Deli at Lindsay to Moss Flowers, Lindsay and Street Image Hairdressing of Kirkendall. The hotel spokesperson added we will have our very own French head chef, Pascal Eck, live cooking at the event, as well as a solo wedding singer, Declan Hegarty, venue DJ, a piper and much more. Planning Notices Eastern Bartonshire Council Public Notices Eastern Bartonshire Council Water Environment Planning Guidance and Historic Environment Planning Guidance, the Environmental Assessment Scotland Act 2005, Screening Determination under Section 8.1. Eastern Bartonshire Council intends to prepare planning guidance in relation to the water and historic environment in accordance with Section 8 brackets 1 of the Environmental Assessment Scotland Act 2005. Eastern Bartonshire Council has determined, in agreement with the consultation authorities, that the planning guidance is unlikely to have any significant environmental effects and that full strategic environmental assessment will not be required. By virtue of Section 10, brackets 2 of the Environmental Assessment Scotland Act 2005, a copy of the determination notice is hereby publicised. A copy of the determination and any related statement of reasons are available on request brackets via sustainability at easternbarton.gov.uk close brackets. Sustainability is spelt S-U-S-T-A-I-N-A-B-I-L-I-T-Y at E-A-S-T-D-U-N-B-A-R-T-O-N dot gov.uk as well as on the council website. Planning applications. Format. Application number, address, location, proposal, type of advert and period of reps. TP forward slash ED forward slash 22 forward slash 0050. 55 Kirkintulloch Road, Lindsay, Eastern Barnshire, G664LB. Demolition of existing rear extension, erection of new single-storey rear and side extensions, erection of new rear patio and external alterations. Section 65, affecting CA and 21 days. TP forward slash ED forward slash 22 forward slash 0051 86 West High Street, Kirkintulloch, Eastern Bartonshire G661AA Substantial demolition in a conservation area Reg 5, conservation area consent 21 days TP forward slash ED forward slash 22 0052 86 West High Street, Kirkintulloch, Eastern Bartonshire, G661AA. 
proposed change of use of existing workshop to form cottage with raising of roof to form additional habitable space. Section 65, affecting CA, 21 days. The application plans and other documents can be viewed online through the Council's website. The current restrictions on non-essential office work associated with the coronavirus pandemic means that plans cannot be viewed in Council offices as normal. Written comments may be made within the above period to the Council through the Council's website or to the above address. Any representations will be treated as public documents and made available for inspection by interested parties and may also be published on the Council's website. From the Kirk and Tiller Herald, Wednesday the 23rd of February 2022, from the sports section, Home and Away by Ian McLean. Rob Roy boss Stuart Maxwell has started a petition in a bid to bring the club back to Kirk and Tiller and under each year XL in Cumbernauld. And the Rabs gaffer said the choice facing his beloved club is a stark one. Either get back to their hometown or fold for good. Maxwell says he has started the petition because he is fed up of the long-running saga surrounding the club's move into the proposed new Kirkintilla Community Sports Complex. When the club sold their former Adamsley Park in 2014, they anticipated being given the option of a 25-year lease to operate the facility, using it as a base to develop, but also delivering facilities, sporting and social for the whole community. The site, due to be completed in September, will include a full-size artificial 3G sports pitch with floodlighting, main stand and VIP stand for spectators, a pavilion with changing facilities, cafe and toilets, car parking including electric car charging points and covered bike stands. Rob Roy still have the proceeds from the sale of Adamsley, but have now been told by Eastern Bartonshire Council they must tender to run the £5 million complex, along with any other interested parties. Maxwell said he is fed up with the saga dragging on and has got over a thousand signatures already. He said, I've had enough of the way this club are being shooted. The club's future is at stake here, and I just felt we needed to make a stand and push this over the line. What happens if Rob Roy don't get this and go under because they decide not to give it to a club in Kirkintilloch? A non-league professional club in Kirkintilloch with money in the bank, who can invest, who can take it on, who have done all for the community engagement? We've tied in with local boys clubs, ladies football, mental health, OAPs. Rob Roy are investing their money into the whole community, not just for Rob Roy and nobody else to go and use the pitch, yet it's Rob Roy's plan to use to build it. It's incredible. My honest opinion is that the club couldn't go on. A 144-year-old institution is going to go under here. The petition is online at change.org. Triathlon returns after Covid break by Ian McLean. A popular triathlon event is set to return to Bishop Briggs after a two-year break due to the Covid-19 pandemic. The Big Bubble Hats GTC Bishop Briggs Triathlon is hosted by Glasgow Triathlon Club and is scheduled to take place at the Leisure Drum Sports Complex on Sunday, April 24th. The event is aimed at a range of levels, from beginners right up to experienced athletes and both juniors and adults, and challenges competitors to a non-stop triathlon race, combining the three traditional elements of a swim, cycle and run. 
Both the 2020 and 2021 GTC Bishop Briggs Triathlons were cancelled due to the restrictions imposed as a result of the pandemic. But it's but now it's back and making a welcome return, much to the delight of race director Douglas McNaughton. He said, We're delighted that we're able once again to host the triathlon. It has felt like a long wait since May 2019 and we hope that the competitors will be as keen to get back to racing as we are to host the event. Glasgow Triathlon Club is the largest in Scotland, with almost 500 members across junior and senior sections. It also offers training sessions and race partners for para-triathletes. The club has organised the Bishop Bush Triathlon since 2005, and it is their biggest annual event attracting athletes from across the UK. The triathlon is for seniors for seniors is a sprint distance, including a 750m swim, 20km closed road bike ride and 5km canal path run. Juniors swim between 200m and 400m, then cycle 5km or 10km and run 2km or 3km, depending on their age. Entries are open online at www.entrycentral.com forward slash Bishop Briggs. The club also hosts a sister event, the Cameron Intellectual Property Kirkintel Aquathlon, on March the 13th. The race, which includes a pool swim and a run, moves from Allender Leisure Centre to, in Mogai to Kirkintel Leisure Centre this year. Juniors and seniors can sign up at www.entrycentral.com forward slash gtc hyphen spring hyphen hyphen aqua also see Glasgow Triathlon Club clubs.britishtriathlon.org forward slash Glasgow Triathlon Club and that piece was by E. McLean Kirkendallach Robroy and Rossville were both denied the chance to progress in the Kilmarnock Pie West of Scotland League Cup by the weather on Saturday both Rab's second round tie at home to Lanark United and Rostow's match away to Kosyth Rangers were among the many games postponed. But there was action for Peters Hill, who stretched off their new club record run of league victories to 14 with a 2-0, win over, 2-0 home win over Yoker Athletic. Peasies had to be patient and wait until just before the half-time break to break the deadlock, a long ball sending Stephen Doherty clear to round Yoker keeper Scott Arquart to score. Doherty doubled the host advantage just before the hour when a defensive mistake allowed him to, to again go through on one-on-one with the keeper. The win lifted Peters Hill into second in the WOSFL Conference C table, two points above a Nielsen side they host on Saturday in a potentially pivotal clash. Peters Hill remain a point behind from Tapu United, but the leaders have played a game more than both their closest challengers. Glasgow Pierce's conference encounter at home to Vale of Leithen also beat the weather and turned out to be a remarkable affair with the host winning by the odd goal in 11. David Kirkwood grabbed a, a hat-trick, Paul Grenning got two and Craig Smith was also on target and shares 6-5 win. This Saturday's games, Premier Division, Clyde Bank v Rossville, Rob Roy v Blantyre Victoria, Confidence B, Ardeer via Ashfield, Confidence C, Peters Helvey Nielsen, St. Rocks v. Glasgow Pershire.
Rugby Hub scheme is relaunched. Scottish Rugby has relaunched its Player Development Hub, PDH, programme after an 18-month hiatus due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The programme, considered a stepping stone in identifying future Scottish talent, aims to support identified players in the girls and boys youth game by providing additional training and playing opportunities to develop core rugby skills and game understanding for nominated under-16s and under-18 girls and under-15 boys. The nomination process for the programme is now open via scrums, Scottish Rugby Players Management System, for registered coaches to put forward players. Applications close on Sunday, March 6th. More information is available on the Scottish Rugby website. Lindsay lose out to strugglers. Lindsay went down to a 24-13 defeat in their Tenants West Division 1 match at Cambus Lang. The win was only Cambus Lang's second victory of the season and allowed them to climb off the bottom of the table. At the other end of the table, title chasing at Allen Glens were left without a game when their match at East Kilbride was called off. However, with title rivals Garnock and Stewartry, also idle, there was no change at the top of the table. Glens, still unbeaten, remain three points behind the leaders Gar- Garnock with two games in hand and two adrift of second place Stewartry with one match less played. There are no league games this Saturday due to the Scotland Six Nations match. And that was today's Kirk and Hill Herald sports section. Sunrise will be at 7.23 on the 23rd of February and sunset at 5.38pm. By the 28th of February, sunrise will be at 7.10 in the morning and sunset at 5.48pm. Cue and Review, print speaking to the blind. Find us on Amazon Alexa, online player or mobile phone app. You're never far from your daily talking newspaper. We're on www.cueandreview.com slash free podcasts or give us a call on 0141 772 3976. You can email us at information at cueandreview.com. Listen daily to The Herald Scotland, Glasgow Times News and Sport, and The National. All this can be found at www.qandreview.com slash free podcasts, or by calling 0141 772 3976. You can also email us at information at qandreview.com.